Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Orca Nerd Podcast. I wanted to keep you guys up to date with um, certain things. One, I did get a second job, so if some of these episodes are coming out a little late, I apologize for that. And I'll say this in just about every episode, but just to keep you guys up to date, um, Orca Nerd does have a Facebook, and that's where I get a lot of my feedback from. And so if there's a topic you guys want me to discuss or something that you're not sure about, please let me know. And I usually keep episode updates up on there for you guys, too. I usually try to let you guys know, hey, I'll be a little late, or hey, I have this podcast guest coming on. So if you guys want to keep up to date with that, please check out the Orca Nerd Facebook. So this episode is going to be a lot of updates on certain things. Um, There were quite a few topics that I wanted to talk about and get through fully. However, due to um, not enough information, I can't exactly get all the information out to you guys. So this episode is just going to be, hey, this is what I have, and we're going to run with it. The first section I'd like to talk about is going to be SeaWorld in general. Now, back in 2013, we all know that Blackfish, the documentary, came out, and you can still find that on Netflix, and I do believe Hulu as well if you haven't seen it. 2013, Blackfish came out, and SeaWorld kept telling everybody that the guests and the revenue were still coming in, everything was fine and dandy, no issues. In 2014, SeaWorld finally came out and said, hey, we did lose quite a bit of profit and our guests are dwindling. Now, because SeaWorld didn't take any action between 2013 and 2014 when the uh, numbers were coming out for the shareholders, uh, the shareholders in 2014 actually sued SeaWorld because they were losing so much money. So in 2014, uh, the settlement was supposed to be for $65 million, and um, that was actually not approved until July 25th of this year. So I wanted to keep you guys up to date on that. And the next SeaWorld issue that I wanted to talk about, um, I keep seeing things that just just came out today, so August 11th. Um, I keep seeing articles that SeaWorld just reported that they had lost, um, in their second quarter, $131 million. Now, this kind of makes sense because a lot of businesses right now are losing money, so this doesn't exactly make SeaWorld bad or anything like that. Now, I think one of the things I would like to address about this is if they were just approved for paying the $65 million plus they just lost $131 million, how does SeaWorld make their money to take care of the orcas and to pay the trainers and all of the workers? Um, So this is just something that I've been trying to figure out. Um, This is what I have, and that's all I have. Switching gears now to an orca named Katina at SeaWorld Orlando. I continue to see posts about her on different Facebook groups, and I did my best to get an accurate timeline, so bear with me here. So late June, early July of this year, SeaWorld Orlando opened back up to the public because of the coronavirus. From what I can gather, uh, the original poster of the pictures of Katina came from an Instagram page, and I reached out to the Instagram page and got their permission to use the pictures, which I'll link below for you guys. And again, if this is the featured episode, you will have to click on the podcast episode, and then that will bring you up to the podcast episode itself, and then also the description below. So the pictures show that Katina has some sort of lesions on her eye patch. And for those of you that aren't looking at the picture as we discuss them, I'm going to try to um, describe them as best as I can. It looks like a raised bump with an indentation in the middle. The only thing that I can really compare 
what it looks like is ringworm. I don't know if you guys have seen ringworm on maybe yourself or maybe a, a relative, anything like that. Is it ringworm? I don't think so, but it's the best way I can describe it. A Facebook group called Project Orca Worldwide was posting pictures around this time. More in-depth pictures came out. There seemed to be some sort of rake marks on Katina's nose and her head, also with some graying yellowish areas on her lower jaw. Now, the rake marks are usually seen in beached orcas around their tails. What seems to happen is that when an orca gets stuck, some family members will try to pull them back into deeper water, of course, with their mouths. I'm not sure why these rake marks are on her face like that, but I'm just assuming that it's some sort of aggression. Now, going back to the graying areas and the circular patterns on her, there was one other captive orca named Kasatka that passed away from what SeaWorld was claiming was a lung infection. The lesions and open sores on Kasatka are very hard to look at, but I will link an article to some of the pictures and the article that was um, posted by the Dodo in the description below. Now, if you're taking a look at it, um, are Katina's lesions as bad as Kasatka's? Absolutely not. But how Kasatka's kind of started out is the best way to describe Katina's issues. So, of course, I'm not a doctor, so I emailed uh, SeaWorld's media relations team on July 13th, and I have not heard back anything. I have been trying to find more pictures of Katina, and I haven't seen any more pictures, and I can't get any more information. So I'm sorry that we're stuck here, but that's all I have. So we're going to switch gears again. Um, in a previous episode, I had talked about an orca named Lolita living in Miami Sea Aquarium that was captured in the Puget Sound in 1970. Now, August 8th, 2020 was the 50-year mark of that capture. Now, September 24th of this year will be Lolita's 50 years in Miami Sea Aquarium. A change.org petition is being linked again in the description box. This petition ends on Lolita's 50-year mark at the uh, Miami Sea Aquarium, and I'm asking you to sign this petition so we can get Lolita retired. And if you are not up to date with that episode, check out the Lolita slash Hugo episode for more information. And the last thing I'd like to talk about, I know we've talked about some kind of heavy stuff in this episode, um, but I would like to end on a much better note. Um, in 2018, an orca named Taliqua, or J-35, opened up the world's eyes to what is going on with the southern resident killer whales. She carried her dead calf for 17 days. If you are not um, up to date on that, I will go ahead and link um, some articles in the description box for you. As of July 26 of 2020, J-35 is pregnant again. We're, now, we're still not out of the water yet. But this news is very good news, and I will keep you guys updated as much as I can. I apologize for such a short episode, but again, like I said, um, a lot of things I couldn't get any more information, so if I can keep you guys up to date, um, then I'm doing my absolute best. And again, if you guys have any questions, any topics um, that you would like to have me talk about or look into, uh, please get a hold of me um, on Orca Nerd Facebook. That would be fantastic, and I want to keep hearing from you guys. I want to know what you guys want to hear. And to keep you guys up to date on one last thing, I am trying to schedule a um, another guest for the podcast, and I can't wait for you guys to see it, but I am working two jobs, so it's a little tough to schedule, so bear with me here. Um, I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are staying safe. Again, if you guys want to hear anything at all, please get a hold of me on the Orca Nerd Facebook, and we shall talk to you guys soon. Stay safe, guys.